Hey, it's the Baldy Bishops. Hey, yo, Paul. Hey, yo, man. How you doing, mate? Not so bad, man. What, uh, what football teams that you got? <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the right red and white. The correct red and white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think this is the... I got my wee Stokey top on today. Yeah, yeah. Bought a Portville top. I heard you had a bit of a uh, falling out with somebody over that, didn't you? Apparently, some fella in a coffee shop, some one of the one of the baristas, shouted at me for wearing a Portville top. I told him I had a Stoke top, and he shouted at me even more. Said I can't have both. Wow. But I do. So. <laughs> Inner city rivalries, you know. Yeah. yeah. He, he gave me a hug at the end. It was all right. We're okay. <laughs> so. I'm good, man. Well, last night we had a good time at uh, at Bible study in our. House groups at Clarendine's, it was good. Mm. It's always nice. Uh, there's something. Uh, there's actually something about their, um, the room that we were in last night. Everybody's a lot closer together. Yeah. And it can be a little bit yeah, uncomfortable we're close together, but it's, it's cozy, also... man. It's nice. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Looking each other in the eyes, you know? Mm. Um, and... Looking <laughs> <laughs> okay, from, like, right up into each other's face, looking each other in the eyes. Breathing in each yeah. other's faces. Um, that's, it's, it, it was good, though. Yeah. But um, we we started looking at Ephesians. Oh, sorry, man. Just yeah, that, that almond kick she makes as well. That raspberry and almond kick. Mm-hmm. My goodness, me. Sorry, man. Yeah, we're in yeah. Ephesians. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> but we're making our way th- through the New Testament, looking at this gospel community stuff. These mm-hmm. these one another's, and we came to uh, Ephesians last night, and we were in uh, chapter chapter four. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, could, could you think you could just take verses one to six of Ephesians? Four and just read it out for us before we get certainly too far forward. Yep. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and mm. through all and in you all. That's good. Um, one thing that's that's reassuring me about. Um, this whole one anothering gospel community thing is we're seeing it. It's 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 an ongoing theme through the New Testament. Every epistle, man, and the words of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. from 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 the very beginning of the New Testament yeah. all the way through. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm reading Leviticus at the moment in my devotions, man, and it's like even in Leviticus, there's relational commandments going yeah. on about how to treat other people. Mm-hmm. Victoria, reading Jeremiah, relational commandments going on there. Yep. God's really serious about this stuff. Yeah. 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 In fact, there's there's a point in I think it's Deuteronomy where he 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 equates holiness to relationships. Mm. Mm. So yeah, it's it meant like it's there. And um, but in Ephesians in particular, I, I feel like it's there's a profundity with this whole one anothering, because in chapter four verse one, this is very much a shift, and we'll get back to that here in a minute. But there's a word therefore. Mm. And we know that's an important word in the Bible anyways, mm-hmm. uh, hermeneutically. But here it's a word that refers to the context of the information that's just been given us. Yep. Um, and in this instance, it's referring to the main context of, of chapters 1 to 3, which um, yeah, we, we find a major theme. Um, and in Ephesians, I would definitely say in the first three chapters, but just in the book of Ephesians, as a whole, there's a lot being said about our uh, our identity in Christ. Yeah, it's huge, man. Beautiful. But uh, chap- chapter 1, verse 1 says this, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. 
And that phrase in Christ Jesus is something that carries on through those first two chapters, or first three chapters, uh, quite quite majorly, but in particularly in that first chapter. And um, we've seen over and over again, and you've you've said this: uh, the gospel of truth leads to what? Gospel identity. And then leads to gospel, gospel practice, practice, then yeah. gospel community eventually. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, we actually could go through Ephesians and look at each and every one of those, um, as you can in most of these epistles. But um, there, there's really three main things uh, to look at in in this passage, and we looked at these last night. And I'm going to be honest with you this this first one, I was so blessed teaching through it, <laughs> just reading through this yeah. stuff. Uh, the first one we're looking at is is actually who I am in Christ. Yeah, man. Now, why is why is that important, Alan? Uh, it's like you said last night again. It's our truest reality. It's our deepest identity. Um, yeah, it's the starting point. Who Jesus is and who I am because of Him is it affects everything. If I really believe it, it affects everything I do. Every every relationship. Um, yeah, it's 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 the it's the beginning of the gospel, mm, man. Yeah, who yeah. I am, who I am in Jesus Christ. Man, yeah, yeah. It's the foundation, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So so at the end of verse chapter one, verse one in Christ, uh, this becomes the theme of these first three, three chapters, especially in in Ephesians one, where we'll start. I'm just going to read through some bullet point things about gospel identity, and I just want to invite you, uh, if you're a believer, to bask in these truths as we mm. read through this. Mm. But if Ephesians, you're not driving, you can lift your hands. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, celebrate. Yeah, yeah. if you're driving, you're at a stoplight. Yeah. <laughs> Ephesians chapter one verse one uh, tells me I'm a saint. Mm. Verse three tells Whoa. me I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Mm. Four and five tell me that I am chosen and predestined for adoption to sonship by the heavenly uh, Father. Child of God, man. Yeah, I'm accepted by God and a recipient of His grace, according to verse six. Mm. Verse 7 tells me that I'm redeemed and forgiven in Christ. Uh, verse 11 tells me that I have a wonderful inheritance of spiritual riches in Christ. Uh, verse 13 and 14 tell me that I'm indwelt and sealed by the Holy Spirit who who um, ensures um, my eternal salvation. Uh, I'm locked into all this stuff beforehand. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, verses 15 to 18 tell me that I have access to spiritual wisdom and insight in Christ by the Holy Spirit. Um, verses 19 to 21 tell me that I participate in the resurrection and ascension of Christ. Yeah, and, and the power of that is in me. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And verses 22 to 23 uh, tell me that as a member of the body of Christ, I'm united uh, to the Lord and uh, as people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and we, we were talking about in Ephesians chapter one in verse 10. Uh, do you want to read that and ex- just give a thought on verse number 10? Yeah, it says that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. So it's first time of saying that one day, I mean, the, the culmination of creation and salvation is to gather everything into Jesus one day. Like everything will, will bow the knee to Christ mm. as Lord. The mm. great theme of eternity will be Christ and his glory. Um, everything's going to be united one day in Jesus Christ. Man, that's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and this theme carries on into chapter 2, which is which is wonderful. Uh, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> Verses 5 to 6 tell me that I've been raised to new life in Christ and seated with Him in heavenly places. Yeah. Right now, seated. Right now, right presently. Now, seated in heaven. Yeah. Somehow, me <laughs> sitting here in my house. I said so you. much that I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand some of the stuff I'm saying <laughs> completely. But someday, 
we'll be yeah. like him and we'll see him as he is, won't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Verse verse eight and nine. That famous passage tells us that I'm saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. Yeah. Um, verse ten. I'm his workmanship. Ship. I'm a, a masterpiece, a new creation in yeah. Christ. Yeah. Only because of Christ, not because of me. Uh, verse 13 says that I've been brought near to God by the blood of Christ, um, which is phenomenal to think mm-hmm. that I was outside. I was a, I was a stranger, but now yep. I've been brought near. Yep. Verse 16 says that I'm reconciled to God through the cross of Jesus Christ. Verse 18 says I have unlimited access to God by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And verse 19 says that I'm part of God's family. Mm-hmm. Um, Just pause a minute. Like- yeah. We're gonna look. At, we're, we're actually gonna come up the Ephesus soon in Acts, where he spends like three years in Ephesus, mm. or is it a year and a half? In it? Eventually, he ends up spending three years in Ephesus, I think. And yet, he he sees fit to write this to them and mm. tell them all this stuff. Yeah. Three years, you know, you know, Paul's been telling them that already, mm-hmm. and yet here he is telling them it all again. Yeah, like, yeah. This is who mm. you are in Jesus. Three chapters of it. Yeah. Which leads us into chapter three, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an heir of God in verse number six. I'm a member of the body of Christ in verse number six. Um, I'm a partaker of the promises of God in Christ in verse number six. Um, verse 20, this is powerful. God's supernatural power is at work in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse mm-hmm. 21, my life displays the glory of God. Yeah. So it's like in Christ, this is my position, right? So this yeah. is what we talk about, um, our position. There's we, we, we see a lot in this passage, there's position and prosperity. Um, and not pros- prosperity in the sense of me becoming rich in this world, but the fact that I am rich in Christ. Rich, and yeah. all of that flows out of my position, doesn't it? Yeah. You're um, sealed, you're sealed, locked in position. Yeah. yeah. So, again, it's this is our truest reality. Yep. Not suffering, not victories, not joys, not sorrows, not wealth, mm-hmm. not poverty. Yep. It's this. Not our sins, not our failures, mm-hmm. not our mental health issues. Mm-hmm. These are. This is not our truest reality or deepest identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've seen a little bit of this, but woven into the context of these verses is uh, of who I am in Christ. It's something that's building toward um, kind of a crescendo. And we already looked at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. God's bringing all to, things together in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in chapter 2, um, he's referring to the Jews and Gentiles. And um, I think we should notice what it says in verses 18 and 19. Do you mind reading yeah. that? For through him we both, Jew and Gentile, have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you're fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. The first bit would be phenomenal. We're now fellow citizens, yeah. so like included. But it goes a step farther, doesn't it? Members of the house, yeah. So we're family now. Yeah, you're not just like, part of some country you're part of <laughs> yeah. a family something much bigger than yeah yourself. yeah yeah and then at the end of chapter three now it, it is coming to this crescendo in uh verses 17 to 21 read that if you don't mind yep christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of god now to him who is able to ex- do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So I'm in Christ, but according to these verses, also Christ is in me. Mm. And he's grounding me in his love. He's rooting me in his love. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it's also this love that, that fills me and surpasses my ability to fully comprehend mm-hmm. that love and Christ's love for me. The fact that I am in Christ. Um, yet when you think about it, what knowledge of such love does is produce glory in the church. Mm. It glorifies God. So yeah. in the church, it says. And so as I view the power of God at work in me, and as I view the power of God at work in those around me, mm-hmm. um, it produces glory. Mm-hmm. And that really brings us head on back into chapter 4, in verse number 1. Yeah. Um, where again, we're just going to touch on that word, therefore. It brings an even greater significance. So we, we could say that this word is the pendulum upon which the emphasis of Ephesians swings. From from It swings from gospel indicatives, chapter 1 to 3, the mm-hmm. truths of the gospel, to gospel imperatives in chapter 4 That's to good. 6. Yeah. From indicatives to imperatives. Um, imperatives. Um, we, we could say that this word... Um, imperative. <laughs> imperative. <laughs> Sorry, my West Virginian showing. <laughs> so, so with this one word, we go from dealing with gospel identity... Yeah. to dealing specifically with gospel community, but we've actually not left gospel identity. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. We could probably say more accurately that gospel community is being rooted in gospel identity. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Yeah. Because yeah. So, look at verse 18, sorry, of chapter yeah. 3. You may be able to comprehend with all the saints, mm, this love. It. So yeah. it's, a, it's actually like a communal, it's a communal journey of discovering together how loved we are by Jesus. Mm. <laughs> you know? That's good, man, yeah. So, yeah. So chapters 1 to 3 deal with who I am in Christ. But chapters 4 uh, onward, really, well, we, we, for the most part, deal with who we who we are in Christ. Mm. Not just who I am in Christ. So who, who we are in Christ, like you were saying there. But verse 1 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Again, Paul's writing this from prison, isn't he? Beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. And that word beseech, it's an old English word for plead or beg or urge. Mm-hmm. So... What is the what is the pleading here from Paul? Yeah, so I mean, the, the end result of us um, basking in the love of God and coming to understand it more and more is that we'll be filled with the fullness of God. How do we? What does it look like to live filled with the fullness of God? Well, it's here in verse one to walk worthy of the calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's urging us to walk worthy of our of our calling. The calling is everything he's been ch- chatting about in chapter mm-hmm. one to three so far. This yeah. hope that we have this identity we have in Jesus walk mm. like it's true that you have this yeah and, and that word walk it's, it's a reference to how I spread myself around that's kind of literally what the word, word means um, but in other words how I conduct myself among people as I go about my life yeah this is a daily not see you Sunday this is a daily life yeah is what we're going to be looking at here yeah, yeah. and there may, may be an aspect of this that's referring to, to worthy of, of of the Lord in terms of our association with him mm. but I think mainly it's it's it, the word worthy means um, a way of life. It's referring mm. to a manner of life. And it actually actually says that in, uh, in the ESV, doesn't it? Walk in a manner worthy of your calling. Mm. Um, so the context is, where am I to walk worthy? Who am I to walk worthy among? Well, I think chapter 3 ends referencing the church. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. going to see in the following verses, in verse number 4 mentions the body of Christ. Yeah. So how am I conduct myself among my church family. Yeah. Um, what manner of life is verse 1 pointing me to? Well, mm. I love that the Bible answers our questions. <laughs> <laughs> verse number 2 says, With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. Yeah. 
So this is the word lowliness, um, which could be rendered humility. Yep. And uh, what is the opposite of lowliness, would you say? Yeah, well, Jacob pulled out a quote, haughtiness. Haughtiness, that was good, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, pr- proud, proud and selfish, really, <clears throat> would be the opposite of lowly. Mm. To, be, to, be, to think I'm better than you and to, to demand my own way would mm. be the opposite, really. Mm. And it's important to understand that the Christ is not only doing a work in us, he, he is our example as well. Mm-hmm. So not only is, is the Holy Spirit trying to produce Christ-likeness in us, which we'll see here in just a moment, but we can look to Christ as the greatest example of, of humility yeah. in Philippians 2, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. that he, he was willing to, uh, to lay aside the bliss of the Father's house and take the form of a servant to die on a cross for the glory of God and the benefit of others. Yeah. So how, how might that look in a local church context? Yeah, it was a good discussion last night when we just not not demanded our own way um, mm. from people in the church, not wanting it our way all the time, uh, not coming in with a I'm better than you mentality or yeah things like that. Um, mm. Coming in, coming into the church setting of like I'm here to be a blessing to people, you know, and serve mm. others and yeah. But uh, I'm not talking about churches and like Sunday morning. I'm just talking about like life life together, you know. So, yeah. 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 And then there's the word gentleness as well, um, and I I kind of related that to to a baby. I was I was never around babies growing up at, at all. Like ever, I, people would say, "Hey, you want to hold my baby, or, yeah. or you want to hold your little cousin?" And I'd always say, "No, I do not want to drop that baby." <laughs> you know, I was I was I was scared of it. And I remember when I remember when uh, Parker was born, just being absolutely terrified. Like. Am I holding his head right? Mm. You know, um, is he getting all the support that he needs? Am mm. I making him uncomfortable? You know, am I supposed to be doing something else? And just like, because I loved that little mm-hmm. baby so much, I wanted to do everything to make sure that I was caring. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the gentleness I think that gentleness, I'm talking yeah. about. Victoria's dad, he's like, he's very strong. Um, he's got big hands and big forearms and stuff. And uh, he talks about when she was born and then Sandra, his, her mom went and got looked after and stuff that he just held her and like for like four hours <clears> and his arms were like cramping and getting uncomfortable. But he didn't want to move. And he's just, I mean, he had the power to take her life. You know, he has the power to crush, you know, he's a strong guy, mm-hmm. but he's, he's gentle. He's meek. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tender with this little, mm-hmm. little baby in his hands. So yeah. No, that's good. And just like, we're not talking about walking on eggshells, mm-hmm. but we're talking about being gentle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, being caring and, and loving. Um, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Jesus um, lets us into what he's really like, mm-hmm. as Dane Ortland says in his book. And Jesus says, here's what I am. I'm gentle and I'm lowly. Yeah. yeah. Um, both of these things that we've looked at so yeah. far. And it goes on to say the long-suffering, and that could be rendered patience, of course. And this is specifically alluding to a slowness in avenging wrongs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, slow to anger and slow mm. to vengeance. That's really good. Mm. Yeah. And so f- this this is relationship 101, by the way. So how would this revolutionize our relationships if we put this into practice? Yeah, it's huge. It would yeah. change things, wouldn't it? Really, like familial, church uh-huh. life, work life. Yeah. <laughs> I was even saying, um, you know, about how many times have you have you been at a crossroads in a conflict with let's just say your wife <laughs> or your husband and you, you've been at a crossroads and you know if i say this she's going to react this way and you say it anyway because <laughs> yeah, you want to win yeah. yeah vengeance doesn't necessarily mean like 
like the revenge and the the way the movies revenge mm-hmm. can just be saying something cutting because you know you're going to get yeah you know you're going to win or mm-hmm. get your get your pound in you know so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah in, in Galatians 6 we looked at bear one other's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ didn't we uh, so we've looked at that in some sense but um, how are we to bear or support one another according to this verse it says in love yeah and uh, this this is again like like uh, like last week it's the base of our operations like um, no matter where we go or what we do, we come back home to this. Mm-hmm. It's it's home. Love should be the base of our operations. The love of Christ um, shed abroad in our hearts comes out of us. Mm-hmm. It's the teabag analogy in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but how how did Jesus describe himself? Um, what the greatest display of love was? Well, greater love has no one than this. Then he lays down his life for yeah. his friends. Yeah. So I think the principle is this: if we're talking about bearing one another in love. We're talking about sacrifice because true love sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, in the context of a gospel community, man, that's, that's, that's actually so important. Yeah. This led to a really good conversation last night uh, where it was, um, Mel was sharing about how when we had our picnic at the park and it was like a real sense of family togetherness because mm. you, you're not just meeting for the church service and sing a few hymns and leave and you're like wow I'm really patient with those people and you're like well that's very easy that's <laughs> for easier, that yeah. hour and a bit yeah. but the the picnic was like a time of getting closer to one another and then mm. um, Amanda was chatting about last night you know like this is this this verse 2 really comes into play when we actually are doing biblical Christianity mm. which is not just see you Sunday or see you at the meeting um, but hey come to my home or let's do life let's be in each other's lives and homes uh, that's when we're going to annoy each other and irritate each other and the, yeah. the uh, my weaknesses you know spending time I spend more time with you than I do with um, say Bry Barnes for example mm-hmm. so you know you're going to have to bear with me I'm going to have to bear with you more than we do with Bry because mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. we're going to yeah. know our, our foibles and our weaknesses and our sins yeah. more um, so yeah it's it's real life together is when these verses come out the the realness of these verses come out yeah you, you, you can't properly one, one another one another if you're not spending enough time to, yeah, you know, evoke these different, yeah, it's like you know, you know, so you know, before like I talked about before I got married, and I was like, I'm really patient, I'm really considerate, and then but I'm like, it's easy as a bachelor, I live on my own, I can all my decisions are actually selfish without mm-hmm. realizing it, mm-hmm. and then Victoria comes into my life, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm actually not. Well, it's <laughs> the same with with church life, you know, if it's see a Sunday. Christianity, I'm like, oh, I'm really kind and generous and considerate mm-hmm. to these people for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That must mean I'm brilliant. But actually, when they're in my life a lot, that's when mm-hmm. <laughs> I see the real me, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Uh, verse 3 says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Uh, I, I like what Jacob uh, had in the CSB, I think it was, mm-hmm. is uh, making every effort. Yeah. Um, I think the ESV says eager, eager to yeah. keep. Um, so, so the goal, the goal of verse three is unity in the spirit. Yeah. That's the goal. So it's not to create unity. It's the unity's already been created. That's to realize chapter, it. Chapter two. Yeah. Mm. To realize it, to live, to live it out and to guard it, to protect this mm. precious thing. Like a, it's th- this piece, this unity that he's given us is a precious thing that we need to protect and guard against, mm. against it being, um, attacked. Yeah. So, so it is ours, but we only realize it as we yield to the Holy Spirit mm. in mm. individually, but as we interact with one another. Yeah. yeah. The word endeavoring would probably, I, I think the best one is eager. And I like that idea um, that we should be eager for this, mm-hmm. you know, that it's, that it is ours. 
Uh, it's this idea of coming boldly to the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. Like we have access to the throne of grace. Yet the Bible says come boldly to the throne yeah, of grace. Yeah, so you have it, but you got to do something with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, to yield to his promptings as a peacemaker and prompting other people to realize the unity that exists in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. In Christ. Mm-hmm. Colossians 1 says that he made peace by the blood of his cross. Yeah. Man. So Christ uh, is an expert in doing this. Mm-hmm. Humility, gentleness, patience, love, peace. These are all what? These are all Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. that's it. But but more importantly, um, since they're the fruit of the Spirit, these are all characteristics of Christ himself. Yeah. So what the Holy Spirit is trying to do through this gospel community thing is enable me to to display and realize the fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit's always already trying to produce in my life. Yeah. Um, so here's what I'm trying to communicate. The Holy Spirit longs to produce in us a reality in which we are treating each other like Christ would treat us all. Hmm. Man. <laughs> which is lofty. <laughs> and, and we know in the yeah. flesh, it's it's absolutely impossible. Yeah. Yeah. But as we yield to the Spirit, yeah, it is possible. Um, yeah. this is the goal. That, that's it. More Christ-like with one another in how we respond to one another, how we react to one another in our attitudes and what we say and what we do. That's the goal, man. Both, both, both in the negative sense of like not lashing out, not demanding our own way, but also in the proactive sense. I think mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. you keep saying we we don't cautiously avoid sin and we courageously pursue righteousness or something. So yeah, yeah. like it's not just like, oh I'm I'm very patient. It's proactively going out to to, to love one yeah, another, man. isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Y- you know I like Spurgeon and you put me on to a Spurgeon quote mm-hmm. um when we were studying this out on Tuesday. Uh, and Spurgeon said, "The visions in the church never begin with those who are full of the Savior." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no one ever divides over something in the church. No one's ever divisive or divisive, and and does so because they were full of Jesus. Yeah, man. Yeah. But only as they're full of the flesh, right? Yeah. We had a good chat about it last night on the way home from the home group for Tori and I, and it was like, uh, you know, is it is it the fruit or is it the fruits? You know, and this mm-hmm. idea of like. Can I produce lo- can loneliness come out of me, but not peace? Mm. And I was like, well, it's kind of like you know, you know, you and I, you and I are coffee snobs, so yeah. we drink we drink coffee, speciality coffee, single origin, and we're drinking it, and it's like you know, the tasting notes are you can you can taste notes of say pineapple and caramel mm. and um, damsel, right? Stop it. So, so those three things, <laughs> you drink it and you can you get them all, and that's the idea of it's like it's one thing producing all of these things mm, so mm. the Holy Spirit's filling me it's not just going to be like oh he's giving me lowliness but he hasn't given me gentleness today mm. it's like no he's giving me this thing which is all of these things yeah, <laughs> together yeah. you know yeah so it's, it's it's almost like a grape cluster isn't it yeah it's many different yeah. things but it's one one mm-hmm. cluster connected mm-hmm. to the the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, so so the, the last thing that we see is just in verses 4 to 6 um, why should we act like who we are because I know who I am um, I know who we are as the church, mm-hmm. but why should we act like who we are? Um, and it, you know, before we get into it, it's impossible to one another, one another without one. Mm-hmm. So that, it's it's really really important that I'm yielding to the Holy Spirit in my life because I can't point others to Christ if I'm not yielding to Christ myself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just verses four to six. Do you mind reading that? Yeah. One body, one spirit, called in one hope of your calling. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father. Mm. And that's how many ones? I think I counted eight last night. I see seven, but you might Is have it? another one. It's all one, right. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, seven. Okay. <laughs> there are seven. I was wanting to prove you wrong there. <laughs> that wobbles on very humble and lonely world. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, so, so we, we understand in in Jewish, um, especially in like Jewish poetry and things like that, but just in, in Jewish teaching and education in general, where, you know, if, as a 21st century English speaking person, if I want to place an emphasis, like in the pulpit, I use hand gestures Mm. I'll, you know, there'll be inflection in my voice and, and all of that. I might even use like a, a prop or an illustration or something to try to like get people's attention. Um, but in, in the Jewish context, they use repetition. Repetition, as they say, is the mother of all learning. Mm. And when you see a passage like this, you know that God is trying to place an emphasis. Yeah. One body, that's mm. the church. One spirit. One hope, we all share that hope. One Lord, we all share that Lord. One faith, we all share that faith. One baptism, we all share that baptism. One God and Father of all. And yeah, we all share that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is who we are. Yeah. So even when we're not acting like who we are, this is who we are. Yeah. This is the reality. Absolutely. So this passage is like, after he's gone through the ins and the outs of the characteristics of Christ's likeness and pursuing that in a community context, he says, just to remind you, this is, this is actually... Who you're meant to be, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I knew you were going to do John Gill, Arsene Wenger. I think I can't remember what he says, but it's like this idea. Yeah, don't don't bring Arsene Wenger <laughs> into this conversation. Of uh, be, be, of wearing the shirt, you know, and the idea is like you've got the Arsenal shirt. You've you've you know you've got it. You've you've but now you're going to wear the shirt. I'm not having this. Um, and the idea is like you got to live up to the fact that you have the shirt. You know, no one live up to the shirt. Go yeah, on. live up to the shirt. So it's like you've. <laughs> You have the badge, now live up to that badge and play with that that level of quality that Arsenal plays. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a bit different because you have to earn the badge and you have to, if you don't play up to it, you'll get sold yeah, or get something. Sack, yeah. But it, it, that's not quite like it. So in Christ, we're gifted the mm-hmm. shirt. Um, mm-hmm. And we're, and then Ephesians 1, we're sealed to keep the shirt, but we should still, by the Holy Spirit living in us, live up to the shirt, you know, of... of the band of Christ, basically. So I'll allow it. Did you lie that one? Did you like that? <laughs> You're only doing that because I'm wearing my United <laughs> top right now, aren't you? <laughs> I'm sure Fergie would say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like play, play what you're supposed to be playing. Like you know, yeah. play for the badge, play for the shirt. That's it. Um, but act like you are who you are. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna read the Gill quote. I just yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. love this John Gill quote. Good, yeah. He's referring to this passage. These these three verses that Alan just read. Um, He says, that is, the glory hoped for and which is laid up in heaven and will be enjoyed there, to which the saints are called in the effectual calling, is one and the same. There are no degrees in it. Mm. It will be equally possessed by them all. Mm. For they all are loved with the same love, chosen in the same head, and secured in the same covenant. They are bought with the same Christ, the same price of Christ's blood, and are justified by the same righteousness. Mm. They are all equally the sons of God, and so heirs of the same heavenly inheritance, and are all made kings and priests unto God. And there is but one kingdom, one crown, one inheritance for them all. 
and the holiness and beatific vision of the saints in heaven will be alike. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they should be heartily effectual to one another here on earth, who are to be partners together in glory for all eternity. Yeah, man. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> it's like heartily a- effectual toward one another. That's lovely, man. Yeah. Quote, it's just, it just keeps giving over yeah. and over again. Yeah. So it's just remembering... Ephesians 4 comes after Ephesians 1 to 3. That's the key, man, isn't mm, it? Like, mm. So this morning, I'll just give you an example. Um, this morning I was going for my walk in the woods and uh, I was praying. I, I was reading a Richard Sibbs book yesterday mm. um, about, you know, Satan tempts me to see Christ as a, a severe judge, but actually God presents him to me as a as a offering the scepter of mercy with arms open wide to me. Mm, so mm. I was praying out this morning in light of that quote. I was like, Lord, help me to live today knowing that you smile upon me in Jesus. Mm, like, mm. let that be the thing that's like stamped on my eyelids today, that you smile on me with mercy mm. because of Jesus. So if, so the more I, and I've been reflecting on that, it's now like 20 to 12 in the, after, in the morning. So I've been reflecting about that since 6 in the morning today. Mm. And what it's done is the people I've interacted with today that's changed how I interact with them. Mm, Christ's good, yeah. smile on me mm. m- motivates me to smile on them. Mm. You know, not like in a weird, creepy smile way, but in a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a, what I mean is like, you know, that, that mercy, that love, that lowliness, that humility mm. that's being commanded here. But it's as I fill my life and reflect on, mm. he's smiling on me today, you know, man, um, and there's mercy and he wants me to do the same to others. Mm. There's, there's that song, uh, Jesus, I'm a cross have taken. And, um, says, think what spirit dwells within thee. Mm. Think what father's smiles are thine. That's beautiful, man. Think that Je- how Jesus died to win thee. Mm. Child of heaven, canst thou repine. Mm. Mm. So it's like those smiles. What's repine mean? Uh, to go back. To, re- mm. Mm. to like retreat. Right, right, yeah. So it's meant yeah. to prompt us to action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, and yeah, it's in light of his mercy, I'm compelled to show mercy to others. In yeah. light of his, like you said... In light of his lowliness and gentleness and long suffering and bearing with me and loving me and bringing peace to me, I'm called to do the same to, toward my brothers and sisters. So good. Which is, which is how we have a gospel community. It's a gospel community, mm. a gospel enriched community. So Man, that's good. And that's what we're saying is that um, this whole gospel community thing, it's not just that gospel identity leads to gospel community, it's that gospel community is rooted in gospel identity. Mm-hmm. And when I understand who I am in Christ, yeah. it prompts me to gospel community. And then what we haven't really discussed, but what we're seeing here really, is that actually gospel community actually helps lead to gospel identity again because mm. yeah, it becomes full circle. Yeah. So Because it's Ephesians 3, comprehending with all the saints. Mm. So as we truly live in this way with one another, we're going to help each other grow more and more in this understanding mm. of how loved we are and in the gospel identity that we have so mm. it becomes a beautiful circle in this yeah. stuff praise god yeah thanks for listening to the baldy bishops podcast if you wish to get a hold of us you can reach us at baldybishops at gmail.com or just check us out on facebook and instagram on burton baptist hey do you want to go get a note cake Yeah, let's go up and leave it.